0: Hello everyone, welcome. Uh, you're watching the first episode of the You Mentor Teenage Talk Show. I'm your host for this week, Imran Daramsi. This episode is brought to you by Avalon University School of Medicine. Um, I just wanna thank everybody for joining us today for our first episode. And especially I want to thank our speakers for today. Um, and on today's show, we're gonna be talking with Feizan Datu and Zainab Ali Khan, uh, two teenagers who are coping with the COVID-19 isolation. Um, If you have any questions for our panelists, please use the ask question feature um, and we'll highlight any questions up on the screen and we'll ask our panelists to answer them. Um, So first, we're um, going to welcome Feizan Datu. Uh, Brother Feizan is a first year computer science student at Cornell University. Um, He's home, of course, right now. He currently develops for Umoja Outreach. Um, So let's bring him into the show. Tom so, um, Fezan, how are you? Uh I'm not sure that we can hear you. Um so I just wanted to thank you for joining us. Um is your audio working? Is it? Yes, it's working. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. So I just wanted to thank you um for joining us, for being our first speaker on this new series. Um how are you today? I'm good, alhamdulillah.
1: How are you? Good.
0: I'm good also. Um So um, I'm sure the audience is wondering, um, since you do a lot of development work for us, um, how did you get into computer science? And and when did you get into computer science?
1: So like, it was a while ago, I think I was like around five or six. And around that time, my parents got me a laptop because, you know, and like, I just play with it like all day like Mm it was it wasn't the people didn't know that like you had to like limit computers for little kids yet (laughs) so it was like 2007 (laughs) i'm not i'm not i mean i'm just saying like (laughs) like now it's different it 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 evolved really fast but i wasn't the type to like you know like just play video games a lot i like Mm -hmm. to know how things worked so like if i saw like for example microsoft word used to have a feature where you could make like a little website i don't know if you Mm -hmm. remember yeah, there used to be like a button It was like web view and like you oh, could really? export it into HTML code and I'd open it and be like, what is this? And then I'd like learn about it and then it became from there I learned more and more and then mm-hmm. it, I thought it was fun. So I used to like make little games and show my parents and they're like, yeah, cool, whatever. I mean, whatever, as long as you're, you know, occupied. <laughs> so, um,
0: so now you're at Cornell um, and what are you looking to do in the future with computer science?
1: So like I always, like, I always kind of knew it would be computer science, like, but I didn't realize just how broad the field was. Like, you can't just study computer science. There's there's different focuses. So, you could be, like, a software engineer. You could do AI, data science. Um, The thing I want to do in the future is, like, cloud computing, which is getting computers, like, a ton of computers to work together to solve mm-hmm. issues.
0: Okay. So, um... So being that you're at Cornell and you're taking all these courses and working toward a future in cloud computing, um, have you found it difficult to learn online? I know maybe a lot of our viewers think um, that it's not so difficult to do computer science online um, just because you can do it all remote. Uh, what's your take on that?
1: So like, definitely the, the, the programming part of computer science is, is, has been the easiest thing to transfer online. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of theory-based stuff when it comes to computer science. And when you have it online you kind of miss out on the like collaborative environment that comes with that. Right. So like for example I'm in a discrete structures course which is like the math of computer science like mm-hmm. simple like models of little machines and stuff and you know number theory things like that and it's not the easiest to wrap your head around especially mm-hmm. alone. It's important to have like be able to go to office hours, have like a TA there, have a bunch of people around you working together to solve an issue, working on the same whiteboard. You know, you can have that kind of like on Zoom, but it's not the same right. because you don't have that access to each other that you do when you're
0: in person. Mm-hmm. So, and then I guess your um, professors are probably um, not acclimated to teaching online, right? Um, so it's yeah, probably been a difficult transition for them. Oh, really? So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh huh. So, just in that same vein, um, how about exams like how have exams been taking them all online oh god okay so <laughs> this week I had two exams uh-huh
1: um one of them so it was a chemistry exam and uh, I know why would a computer science person need to take chemistry but whatever um <laughs> the teacher's a, a very old and not a, a tech person I'd say um mm-hmm. and he just kind of like put an exam online and said, here, take it. He didn't address any concerns when it came to like, you know, time or when it came to academic integrity, because, you know, it's really easy to cheat when you're not in one room. Like there's a huge, there was like someone actually emailed the professor saying that she heard about a cheating scheme where like some guy was going to take the exam and then like send it to all his friends. And the teacher just put, I I showed you this, the teacher just put, I am disappointed in bold red letters. <laughs> and that was the extent of his handling right. of that issue. So he didn't was, really,
0: you know, do anything about it.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, on the other side, there is that discrete, that, that discrete structures course. I had that exam yesterday, it took nine hours, it was bad. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, he made it 24 hours, he made it open note and he decided not to grade it based on a curve. So instead he's gonna grade it based on what he believes is an A understanding, a B understanding, or a C mm-hmm. understanding. And that takes, that addresses two things. Number one, it disincentivizes people from blatant cheating because they have access to their notes. So it's like, why would I cheat if I have
0: access
1: right. to notes? And I mean, so people are still cheating. One of my friends is a TA. He said people are still like being really stupid <laughs> with the cheating. Um, uh-huh. But it's less, probably less than it would have been if it were closed. Mm-hmm. Um, and also and the, with the, you know, the, 20, the, the time limit, you kind of get rid of that whole... You know, like interruptions. Like maybe your internet goes out. Maybe you're helping. Maybe you're working. Maybe you're helping in right. job. Right. Maybe you're volunteering. You know. Mm-hmm. And of course, with the whole like stratified grading strategy instead of like this median-based thing, because the idea behind a median when you grade, and that's a very common thing in college, is like it's all graded on a curve. Is that your understanding is relative to those around you, right? But that's not mm-hmm. the case if you're at home. Because everyone has different, you know, situations. Some people, I mean, right. I'm lucky I have like a relatively like, you know, calm environment, but other people may be in like areas where it's just not easy to learn. So mm-hmm. it's important to have like an adaptation, like an adaptive system and there's right. like two different ends of the spectrum there. So that's handle it.
0: So speaking of um, having an adaptive system, um, what have you um, changed at home um, in your schedule to increase your productivity while you're, you've been at home?
1: So, like, because, like, the lectures and discussions and such, they don't happen at a certain time anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. okay, that's, I guess, like, they happen, like, you can go to any, like, Like,
0: I'm it's recorded, like, for example. like Yeah, so, so lectures are yeah. recorded.
1: So, like, mm-hmm. those are usually what are, what are in the morning. And then in the afternoon, you have your, like, discussions, which are recitations, in your office hours and stuff. Um, but if you're not a morning person, I'm not a morning person at all, <laughs> um, then you kind of maybe sort of don't go to all your lectures <laughs> <laughs> um and it's kind of like as like in your when days. you're in person like when you're... yeah okay <laughs> or like if you're not feeling well or if you're really busy with uh-huh. other work and you miss the lecture it's kind of a problem in, in person because you can't just go back and watch the lecture right but now it's all recorded it's all online
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and you can rewind you can slow it down you can speed it up so like it's it's a much more personalized kind of thing. So you can use that to your advantage by just, you know, designing your workflow around how you want to work. So, like, I prefer to work in the afternoon and evening,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not in the morning. So you well, become a night owl? Yeah. <laughs> not too late, though. Um, <laughs> although now it's Ramadan, so it's kind of like advantageous yeah. to make <laughs> <you laughs> up as late as possible. Yeah. Um, yeah so that's,
0: uh-huh. yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, speaking of being busy with other things, um, uh, you mentioned to us yesterday that you're involved in a lot of extracurriculars. Um, so have you continued those at home? And um, how have you had to adapt those extracurriculars to like a home environment?
1: Yeah, so I'm part of a, a project team. So my, my school is like a, it's an engineering school and they have um, different like project teams. So like they work on different like projects obviously mm-hmm. <laughs> um so mine is called cornell mars rover and it's exactly that we we build a mars rover and they compete in the in a university rover competition which is held in utah every year oh cool i think last year they placed fifth in the world which is wow. pretty cool um they were really <laughs> so how looking. have they been
0: like doing it this year yeah is, so, is it
1: canceled yeah so they had to cancel it because it's mm-hmm. an international competition and it's just not working you know, people right not Barring the whole risk of the coronavirus issue, they can't even travel to the country in a lot of cases, mm-hmm. so it's just not feasible. Um, but another thing is, you know, it's kind of hard to build a rover when you don't <laughs> have the rover
0: There's like a, <laughs> or any of the parts.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's the system built. The machine is built, mm-hmm. but like, and I'm on the CS sub team, the software sub team, so it's not like I'm like building anything, you know. Um, it's all software, but you have to test it. So, like, one of my projects, for example, was, like, to do with the antenna of the rover and, like, the different, like, way, like the different, like, frequencies, basically, that it runs on, right. for, mm-hmm. um, switching between them. And I built it and I ordered it out. But the thing is that you can't, I can't test it, right? So, I don't know if it works until I go back maybe in the fall or maybe even in mm-hmm. the spring. So, it kind of, like, slows things down because I can't work on anything else until I know that that works.
0: But um, so, you've been, um, you've still been developing it, the software yeah. part of the robot from home. Okay. So, since you said you know like software development can be done at home um maybe you've been less affected by this have you had anything like software development opportunities over the summer that have been canceled or have they just shifted um like remote
1: so like i mean currently i'm i'm working with momoja to build stuff like the website mm-hmm. but um i was i, I had an in, i had an internship that maybe that was lined up for the summer that kind of got canceled
0: canceled. Uh because okay so
1: a lot the the thing with internships with it comes to cs is it's not like a benevolent practice right like companies do it because they want to recruit right uh, see who they who they can recruit and Mm -hmm. bring back um and you know if they have them trained before you know better because they can get right to work faster now the thing is that when it's remote you don't have this you can't see how they work in the team environment in the same way that like they do in their person not just that but it, it's a big investment to switch your entire program to remote so, so a lot of huge companies like i know my friends who have internships at amazon or google microsoft facebook or adobe even they they go, they went remote um because they have the resources mm-hmm. to do they that have the resources. and they're reputable okay. enough that they can afford to maybe lessen their bar a little bit this year mm-hmm. just because of what's going on now smaller companies or companies that are not as like established in the software field they can't do that so they just have to, like, cancel. And it's really unfortunate because, you know, it's, it's, you know they only have a couple of summers before you do graduate. And right. CS, you do need to have, or you should try to have some experience. Mm-hmm. Now, you commit it. Like, it's not required. You don't need internships. They're great to have. Um, but so what could you do in place of them, yeah. maybe? Yeah, so, like over the summer. The advice I got was to work on personal projects. Um, to try to like broaden your skill set right so like I mean this is not this is not just apply to CS it applies to everything if you're whatever you like do it's important that you're like you you work on it yourself because you're not going to learn everything you need to learn in school Um, you need to like do it in practice too so like for example um, like a Lot of new technologies going on in CS that I want to like go in, like learn about in the summer. Um, mm-hmm. some of my friends, one of my friends last summer, he couldn't find an internship, he built a uh, a, a, a Google Drive kind of thing.
0: Oh, wow! Um, so, are you looking at doing like a, your own project over the summer? Yeah, I'm, I'm you don't have to tell us what it, it is, obviously. No, I mean, I, I don't <laughs> mind, I just don't have any idea. I mean,
1: I have some ideas, but I don't, right?
0: Yeah, don't I, you I, no, you don't have to share, <laughs> obviously. It's not, um. Bad. um So thank you um, for uh, telling us about how, you know, we should um, keep pursuing our career goals, but remotely and um, take advantage of this time to learn new things. What's your final piece of advice, um, would you say, for other people, other teenagers who are also, like, having to adjust to um, this new remote world during this time? I don't think we can hear you. no, we can't. Okay. Um, Well, unfortunately, we uh, we can't hear you. Oh, I think we can hear you now. So why don't you tell us your final piece of advice? Hello? Yes, we can hear you. Okay, cool. Um, So
1: I'd say like, and it might sound a bit like something you've heard before, because it's really important. It's very true. If you hear a lot, if you hear the same piece of advice over and over, chances are you need to follow it. And this is, (laughs) What I've heard and that's what I really agree with is that you need to like find something that you love and you know if you love it if you really want to do it if it becomes a chore if you're like oh this guy's telling me to work on this stuff in the summer Mm -hmm. or at home I mean no you should probably it's probably not for you (laughs) Unless right. you feel excited about it, so like, I'm—I mean, I'm sure I, I know not everyone's excited about like WebAssembly or Rust or whatever. Maybe even knows what that is, but I am, and I want to work with him. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's you know that's what keep that's what how I, I know that I'm doing the right thing. And if you're into biology or or writing or philosophy or something, mm-hmm. then you need to like make sure that that's what you want to do. Right, and you'll know when you do it. Okay. Well.
0: <laughs> so just do it and just go after it. <laughs> okay, well, thank you, uh, Faizan, for coming on the show and sharing your advice. Um, we really appreciate it. Yep, you're welcome. So next, um, next, we're going to welcome um, Sister Zainab Ali Khan. Zainab is um, a high school senior um, interested in biochemistry and political science. And next year, she's going to be attending the University of Denver. Um, she also enjoys nanoparticle research, so that's something that maybe some of our viewers will find interesting to hear about. Um, so let's just uh, welcome Sister Zainab to the show. Assalamu alaikum, Zainab. Hi. How are you?
2: I'm good. How are you?
0: Good. Um, so just thank you for being with us again, the yeah. first show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, So just tell us about um, your interest biochemistry and political science and how you've developed them over your high school years. And like, I know they're very applicable during this time. So just tell us a little bit about that.
2: Right, so I've always been interested in sciences. I think like Faison said, um, when you're passionate about something, it's something that you want to do. Mm-hmm. So I have been researching over the last couple of years, and I think it became very uh, relevant to me to major in something that I enjoy, uh, which is definitely right. why I decided to do biochemistry. Um, but political science is definitely on the opposite spectrum. And I think that kind of stemmed from the idea of I'm not sure if a lot of high schools have this, but we recently had the club called Roe Kappa. It's a social studies honor society. So it kind of just educates the student body about what part you guys play in the world that we live in. And that has a lot to do with voting. So a lot of the Mm -hmm. seniors um, could vote, but wouldn't. And so World Capital is just educating them. And that allowed me to educate myself about the world around me. And so I guess that's where my interest sparked.
0: Okay, thank you. So what is, do you have a career goal right now?
2: Um, I think, okay, so I want to be a doctor. But I feel like <laughs> if you ask a lot of people, they'll tell you, you know, they want to be a doctor or a mm-hmm. lawyer. I think those are very common answers. Um, I do think that becoming a researcher, or even um, getting my PhD is definitely a route that I may take. But because I haven't started college, I'm not really sure you know, what route I will end up taking in the future.
0: Mm -hmm. So speaking of research, um, nanoparticle research, a lot of our viewers might have never heard of that before, find it interesting. So um, you mentioned that you did some research at Baylor University with um, uh, graduate students and uh, professors, right? Um, What would you say? um, Well, first, if you just want to tell us like what sort of research you did, and what would you say was the most interesting part about that process?
2: Sure. Um, so we re- so I was put on a project for the summer. So I was there for two months. And mm-hmm. with people who are aware of research, you can't really get much done in two months. So I piggybacked on a project with a recent graduate at Rice University. And the project had a lot to do with lidocaine PLGA to fight the opioid crisis. So as a high school student, and as a as an individual in general, we're all aware that the opioid crisis definitely has affected Um, the world that we live in. And Mm -hmm. so what the idea or the objective of the project was to create an alternative to opioids that are known like um, oxycodone or fentanyl that can be injected into a patient after a procedure with a timed release so that they won't need to take any um, opioids that they would usually be prescribed. So I think that the most interesting part of the project was that you know, nine times out of 10, we failed at uh, filling the nanoparticles, which was the whole idea of the project. Mm-hmm. And to know that um, every time that we did fail, um, my PI, so my a principal investigator or the people that I work with, they continue to work hard and that did yield success. And I think that, you know, e- like in a time like now, I think that's like just a life lesson that um, it doesn't matter how many times you fall as long as you can get back up and continue.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. That's a very nice um, piece of advice for our viewers. Um, So speaking of, you know, the times we're in right now, what do you think of um, the new learning format? And I know there's a new AP exam format also. And since you're a high school senior, you're probably preparing. So um, just tell us a little bit about that, about your experience with that.
2: Okay, well, I think that we can all agree that online education is definitely an acquired taste. Some people (laughs) are better at it versus Mm -hmm. others. Um, I do think that in regards to the AP exam, there's a higher chance of people passing just because like Faison said, cheating is just a very relevant thing in right, high right. school. And I, I think right. it does follow through in college as well. Um, but it also helps us really like take time for ourselves. I know that a lot of us you know, say that if we had more time, we would pursue this and that. And now mm-hmm. that we have all this time, it's just very difficult to fill it because um, <laughs> there's not a lot that we can do. So in regards to the AP exam, I am, you know, in study groups that are taking place on Zoom. And although they would be better in person, I'm just more of a, a in-person thing. I like to be around people. Mm-hmm. And so that's definitely been difficult. But being on your own schedule definitely helps me in regards to the new online right. format. So,
0: yeah. So that's interesting that you think that um, it's not all bad that it's an acquired taste and that if you develop your own schedule, you know, um, you can learn to like it maybe. Yeah. Um. So do you think for some students um, it might be better, like some students in your school, like they might prefer online learning?
2: So I am from Houston, Texas, and Alief um, more specifically, and we're known to be a low-income community. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the students that I go to school with, they actually work a lot. So they they aren't able to prioritize school. Um, as you see in in a majority of other schools. So Mm -hmm. I think that for the most part, online learning has definitely helped them because they're able to work um, and also prioritize school and do it on their own time. So Mm -hmm. I think that's definitely um, a pro. I think in some situations, people require uh, professors and that one-on-one connection with their peers. Um, But I think that for students who are really struggling with time i think that online education is definitely the best alternative
0: mm-hmm. because they can um work and also put the same amount of emphasis on school so
2: absolutely um,
0: so you're saying that they could maybe even do better in school than yeah they did before absolutely um, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah for sure i think that like there's just more time you get to mm-hmm. like, create your own schedule and i think that right. that definitely helps
0: okay well thanks um so speaking of schedules um as we you know uh, discovered yesterday in the pre-interview you have a lot of plans um, and you had a lot of plans for the summer right. and so can you just tell us like maybe some plans for summer, some plans about graduation and, and how have they changed? How, where, what were they, because our viewers don't know yet, and how have they changed?
2: So um, I'm a high school senior and mm-hmm. um, graduation is definitely a staple I think that you really only graduate from high school once <laughs> and it was definitely a letdown for me and my peers to not be able to graduate um, right. as NHS president I was I was given the opportunity to be on stage, and I think it was definitely like the limelight that I was looking for. <laughs> but. Um, I think that in regards to not graduating, we do have a virtual graduation, which obviously mm-hmm. is nothing in comparison. It's not the but, same, yeah. And not the same at all. But I think that um, in a situation like this, you kind of have to look at the positive. Um, although like I was really looking forward to graduating with my friends and being with my family. I think that to know that everyone is safe is, mm-hmm. is, is just as good, I mean, under the circumstances. Um, my plans for the summer, um, I wanted to go to Greece. I've been okay. planning my Greece trip for a long time. I think that when you're in high school, you really get caught up with grades and the college application process. Mm-hmm. And so I was really looking for like a break, a vacation. Um but like I said, like under the situation like I can always go to Greece. I mean, when there's eventually time, yeah. eventually <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah. um just trying to find like the positivity in it mm-hmm. is definitely keeping me going through this time.
0: So like changing your mindset about yeah. the situation. Yeah.
2: Okay, Absolutely. well.
0: That's actually really good advice for, you know, everyone who's going yeah. through this, which is everyone.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so
0: um, um, if you're not able to go to Denver in the fall, like we said at the beginning, I don't know if you heard um, um, me like introduce you, but you're going to the University of Denver um, in the fall. Um, are you considering a gap year or a community college or are you just going to jump straight into um, online learning?
2: So, um. That actually is a question that I haven't explored in myself. Um, Mm -hmm. As a senior, like, you kind of compare your future plans with your friends. And I realized that a lot of students are going to community college, which is definitely surprising because um, it is a smarter economic alternative because it's a lot cheaper and you get your basics done before you transfer Mm -hmm. to a bigger university. Um, My friend, I was actually talking to her and she had discussed with her parents that if she... Um, doesn't finish, or we don't go back to class in fall. She's actually going to take a course and start working at the hospital her mom nurses at. And I was very shocked at that. But I think, like, in the circumstances that we're living in, it's it's probably the best option. Like Faison said, like, there's not much that you can do. And so um, kind of becoming preoccupied with your self-interests, they can definitely help you when you're building your resume. Um, in regards to my future plans, I'm not sure what I'll do if I don't get to go back in the fall. Um, I do think that I wouldn't take a gap year because the likelihood right. of going back to school after a gap year is less likely. Um, but I think that as time progresses, like, that'll become more, more, more clear. Soli- yeah, more okay. clear for me. Okay. For sure, yeah.
0: So for now, you're like planning to just jump in. And yeah, either way, absolutely. you don't want to like, set off your future plans.
2: Exactly. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. All right.
0: Um, so what's your final piece of advice? We're almost at the end of our show. What's your final piece of advice for um, our listeners or maybe even um, rising seniors who are going to be applying to college? Like it's going to be a crazy time to be applying and right. and to be going through that process. So what's your final piece of advice for our, for, for those people?
2: I think similarly to Fizan, um I think one of the really big components of this is to not become um, unmotivated. Um, I think that in a situation like this, you really get to dictate um, your own attitude and your actions towards them. So don't become unmotivated, continue working hard for what you want and um, Mm -hmm. try to find the positivity in things because um, things will start to look up again and you just wanna make sure that you're still um, on the right path.
0: Right, okay, well, Thank you. Um, thanks again for uh, joining us, you and Brother Faizan, Um And you give some really valuable advice. So thank thanks. You.
2: You're welcome. Have a good day.
0: Too. Um, so that's all for our uh, talk show today. Again, a big thank you to um, our uh, guests for joining us for our first episode. Um, and thank you to our listeners, definitely, for joining us. Um, we're going to be having a second talk show, inshallah, on Instagram Live in two weeks from from today, May 16th at 3 p.m. But for next week, we'll be back on Facebook Live and Zoom um, 3 p.m. for our uh, usual show, but with a little bit of a twist. We're going to be celebrating our our moms again. Um, So be sure to tune in next week on Facebook and the following week um, on Instagram Live. And if you have any feedback um, on today's show, uh, please feel free to email us at mentor at mojooutreach.org. We're also looking um, for speakers for um, future talk shows, professionals and teenagers too, and moms. Um, So we look forward to hearing from you. And again, thanks for joining us. And that is everybody.